Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on Recovering Babylonians. This is AJ, and today we're going to be talking about the tea of a very popular movement that is in the news and all over the place right now. It's one of those alphabet soup type things, so if you know what I'm talking about, please join us as we talk about this worldview, I guess you could say, and kind of how, it, how we can relate to it, if at all, from a Christian mindset. So we hope you enjoy this episode, and... Let's get straight into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most fabulous episode of Recovering Babylonians. How are you? Oh, I'm just doing great today. How you doing? AJ's with us in the house, so is little John. How are you, buddy? I'm fabulous. You're fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. All the lights uh-huh. and all the colors on your button board. You just Buttons. love it, don't you? It's all the rainbow. So, um... Well, this is one of those touchy mm. subjects. It's one of those subjects that... Uh, the, very the, colorful subject. Very colorful subject. And all of the world is... Uh, it seems it seems like all of society is in an, an entire uproar with this kind of uh, sexual identity and gender identity. And I, I, I don't... <clears throat> I'm not going to say I don't fully understand it because I kind of get it. I know I know why people are, are looking this way, but... I, I just don't think that it's the way that society should be going. Mm-mm. Not so, at all. Definitely. Yeah. And so we, we kind of have the same agreement, but uh, we're wanting to go ahead and kind of explore the subject a little bit about sex and gender and, you know, some of the ideas that our society now is pushing, even down to our children. Yeah. Things like hormone blockers, transgenderism, transvestites uh, in our in our libraries and, and, and teaching us things. Uh, it, it's just a lot of the way the media is covering this thing, and it's that they're making it the new religion out there in society. So let's go ahead and branch off there. And everybody kind of knows this subject. If you if you're living under a rock, it's the only thing. And and and, and bless you, bless you for living under a rock yeah, and yes. not knowing this. But let's go ahead and tackle this. So where do you boys want to start first? Little John, what you got? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you I mean, grew up in this era. This is uh, this is this your is, this, this is your my, era. This is stuff. my circus now. This what is what? Well, it's only your circus because of your generation. I don't even call. I don't even. Why did you allow your generation to do this? That's what I. <laughs> I'll that's my let question. you know. I'll let you know later. Okay, okay. But okay. <laughs> it is affecting a younger generation. It is. Though. It's mostly I mean, affecting <laughs> that younger generation, the the late millennial, early Gen Zer that. I don't technically qualify for them, but whatever. I mean, whatever, whatever the societal standards that, yeah, because that's what we're trying to do here. What is Babylonian standards on you? On me, like, yeah, like, like they on know. my age group? Well, yeah. What do they call you? Oh, I'm technically by my age a Gen Z. Gen Z, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I'm, I don't. I personally don't identify as a Gen Z, but that's for other reasons. Oh, you don't personally identify. No, I don't, I'm closer I don't identify to that. As a, you can identify as whatever you want. I guess I'm yeah. a boomer. You're a boomer. Well, I way to go. Boomer. I'm a 65 year old. You're gonna be uh, draining. I'm my a 65 year old black <laughs> yeah, female, African American female. <laughs> no, take I, my white privilege card now, please. There you go. As soon as the cop pulls you over, you <laughs> just say you're a bigot. <laughs> no, I, I technically qualify more with that of uh gen z or early early millennial but uh but i mean for you particularly different. you didn't have the lifestyle that no most not gen even z's did. not even you weren't a necessarily a latchkey kid and Mm-mm. had to deal with the, what like us millennials did and no our not that were working all the time yeah i mean it's 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 a whole i mean i, I don't know as a whole I, it feels viral yeah, is that is that kind of the way to kind of put <laughs> cancerous, it? Possibly? Cancerous, almost like it's like it's a it's a excuse me killing parts of society. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I don't know. It, well, it, it's one of those that we always kind of people take it and 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 run with it differently, and, and especially Christians. I know plenty of Christians who see this particular subject of of, of sexual identity, uh, uh, alternative lifestyles, and things like that, and they don't want to have any place in it, so they just kind of let them live live and let live policies yeah and things kind of like that and and truthfully in this era in our time zone i mean let me go ahead and put one of my opinions out there 
on that particular subject. Um, live and let live, fine, but that's only because I believe that there we are beyond a turning point in this country and on this planet. It is now to the point of this odorous, this odious stinction has to go all the way up to God's nostrils just so we can yeah. see Him come back, and and I think that's just where we're at. But you know, still, it's a broken society, and it's a broken-hearted kind of feeling when you're a Christian and you see these kinds of things going on. The bad thing is, is that I honestly believe too that a lot of this just doesn't make sense biologically or anything else. It's not necessarily, you know, practical. It's all confusion. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. It's so let's start there, AJ. It's confusion. We've been talking, and on our podcast, we have talked about uh, principalities and the fallen sons of God and how these principalities influence our entire world. Now, this is one of those principalities that we kind of want to look at. You know, the, the the idea of pride and the pride in your own identity and the, mm-hmm. the identity that you create for yourself in your own head. And it's a, it's, it's a love of self. I mean, love is love. I get it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's a love of yourself. So, AJ, let's go ahead and uh, let's bring it from the principality standpoint. Okay. So, yeah, with like with the principality idea, you got this idea of confusion, which definitely comes from the Satan for sure. It's this idea of just bringing about all these things and all of these different aspects of, um, well, love and your personal identity and who you are, finding who you are. And it's all of these things and it's causing all these con- all of this confusion all at the same time. And I truly think that it is just a demonic, a demonic, you know, movement as a whole. Like, I mean, like you said, our culture needs to go this direction in order it needs to, but... It, it, it's moving this way for a purpose. Yeah. And um, one of the things I was going to say a second ago was, you know, the culture of Babylon, I firmly believe is secular humanism. And so I personally think this is a natural development in that secular Se- humanism. Secular humanism. Can you get, can you get an expand yeah, on so that? So just, just this idea that, um, you know, we have to end world hunger and we have to help everyone everywhere. And we all have to be, that idea of going toward a one world government, one world government is all going to be, I truly, I believe it's going to be centered around this idea that all humans deserve the same, everything like equity, equity. rather than equality. Equality is go. going to, well, the, so the Bible talks a lot about equity, right? Within right. The, the context of, <clears throat> within like the context equi- of equity in a way of like, um, and, and not to put another shameless plug in there, but like equity in the way of like tro- uh, storing your treasures up in heaven and things that are of value in the spirit. Mm. Yeah. So the the Bible really does touch on that Mount Sinai baking system. <laughs> it really does. It's it, storing up your treasures in heaven. But with that, there's this is there's this word in in the Old Testament that talks about equality, using the word equality or equity. I apologize, equity a lot. Mm. But that idea of equity. It's similar to the idea in the Bible that slavery is. It's not the exact same that we're talking about today's society where equity is it's the same outcome for everyone. It's uh, equal outcome. That is wrong. And, you know, true equality, like biblical equality, even talks about how there's there's you're always going to have poor with you. Yes. But the um, that doesn't mean things are uh, unequal it's natural to have some people do better than others just based on circumstances, just based on life. But if everyone is treated equal when it comes to, you know, if you see a transgender person that you clearly can see as a a guy to trying to be a girl and you see something bad happen to them, I don't know, like they get robbed or they're, you know, they get beat, they're getting beat up in the street. Right. The right thing to do would be stand up for them because exactly. yeah. everyone deserves that as a basic human right, you know, to 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 be loved in that way to like you don't deserve to be beaten up in the street just because this is the way you think, what the way your brain works. Mm-hmm. But um do we have to accept them? Accept that way of thinking? I would say no. And I think we could all agree on on that idea. So. Right. Okay. Now what do you think, little John? Well, I definitely have to agree with AJ on that. Like, the the there is a clear difference biblically between equity and equality. 
Right. You know, the, I, I can definitely agree that if 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 you see somebody, whether you know anything about them or not, getting a having their rights taken away, you're going to stand up for that person because that is the right thing to do. Acceptance is not the same thing. Acceptance and, and what is being pushed now is that we have to be okay with that lifestyle. And there's nothing saying that's infringing on our right of, you know, our uh, free thinking and free speech. Right. We, we don't have to accept. Now we do need to be polite and kind and, and loving like we're told to, to do, told to do in the Bible, but acceptance is not the same thing as treating somebody with respect or with common human decency. Right. And I'm well, glad, well, hold on. I'm, I'm glad you guys are testing on this because we want to go ahead and be a forthright with what we think here. We do believe that um, alternative lifestyles, quote unquote, whatever you want to call them, they're, they're according from a Christian standpoint, from a biblical standpoint, that they are wrong. But what we're all trying to say here is that there, you're still a life given from God. You are still a precious human being, no matter what your sin state is. And we look for redemption in you. We look for you to come to the Redeemer. And so, you know, your sin state, whether you, you justify it and say, I was born this way and go with an alternative lifestyle of any time of any choice that you make, it, it's still considered a sin, mm -hmm. yeah. but we want to love the individual. Now you guys have touched on it a few times here, and then this will be a good time to kind of talk about it, but the changing of definitions for words, mm -hmm. equality, equality, uh, or sorry, equality and equity. Um, the word that most of the time I feel has been changed or the goalpost of it is tolerance. Mm -hmm. And yeah. tolerance yeah. does not mean what it used to. Now it means you have to celebrate it. And celebrating and tolerating are two completely different things. One is reluctant. Yeah. yeah. So if you tolerate, you tolerate with reluctancy. Yep. It means I don't necessarily agree with you at all. But I will let you live, and I'm not going to stone you. I am not your judge. I am not the person to come and do this to you. But I absolutely do not agree with your lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. I can make a personal judgment about this is wrong based on what I know in the in scripture. Yeah. Right. There you go. With with that, if I can, um, little John and I, you know, we grew up with a brother that you know lives that homosexual lifestyle. Yeah. Of and course. we saw this firsthand. I don't know about you. You may have been a little bit younger, but. He saw it firsthand when he when he would come back home for holidays and different things, and we would be getting talk, we would be talking about stuff. And he, I, it's interesting. I was just talking about this the other day mm -hmm. um, that he would come and he'd be like, "Why don't you guys come to my drag shows? You know, like I don't get any support from you guys when it comes to you know drag or uh, or even just discussing you know you know when it comes to oh this is what I did Friday night. I went to, I did this drag show. I won." Da, da, da. And none of us were really interested in talking about that. We prefer to talk about other things. Um, and that Most was, other things. Yeah, and that was... He he believed that that was us not loving him, mm -hmm. not, you know, tolerating him. And it's like, we do tolerate it. The fact that you're even allowed to be here is a, is, is a fact of... Is a form of tolerance. A form of tolerance. Yeah. Like, we still love you. You're still our brother. But I, like... For me personally, I've refused. He changed his name, his his first name and his last name, and like how he's—I don't know if he's actually, from a government standpoint, changed it. But he wants everyone to call him this other mm -hmm. name. His persona. And I've always called him this his by his, his, by his name, yeah. by his given name. Right. I've his never cisgender his dead name. Yes, I <laughs> yeah. and I just that's I, I'm sorry I I can't call my brother something I I spent you know twenty something years. Yeah talking to him and so it's just, that's just an example of the you know being tolerant and and still loving without um accepting like saying i am okay with your lifestyle and so oh, that's just a little example oh. from our personal life of, of a microcosm of that thing and now now our whole culture is doing that yeah where so you have to you know do this thing or you're a bigot yep it's a good establishment, too. I mean, you guys are putting forth a, a personal story here, and this is something that is actually in your family. And mm -hmm. so you anybody there in Radio Land, you can understand that we might have a little bit to talk about here. 
You know, even though that we're a bunch of cisgendered males who, uh, you know, uh, are hetero and and Christian, which automatically in society usually labels us as a bigot. uh, We do have to deal with these things. We do still have to navigate the waters of people with these lifestyles, people who are gay, people who are uh, 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 what what are some other pansexual things like that. I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, I I personally, Mm -hmm. I work in a very liberal company and thankfully since, you know, the great pandemic, uh, I haven't had to go back to the office, but I worked with a lot of people with different alternative lifestyles, pink hairs, liberals, people who were transgender or pansexual. Uh, the people who had to change their pronouns and their signatures and um, things like that so that they could definitely express who and what they are. But it was a mixed bag talking with some of these people. A lot of them don't really care to be, have that much attention drawn to them. Yeah. And so what is this great pride, this great societal thing that is pushing so much why 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 do the queers get a parade and a whole month to themselves i need to know Mm -hmm. because uh i think it was i think it was morgan freeman who was talking about black history month yeah yeah and he was to say why is there a black history month because black history is american history and it is it's integrated deep deep in all of our failings even as a country during those times because like we've talked about with our forefathers you know that was not the intention. Mm-hmm. Our our four hundred year for pa was not supposed to be, uh, the the way of life yeah. according to those guys. So same yeah. thing here. Why are we separating this, dividing these people from the rest of society just so we can make sure they're put on a pedestal and celebrated? Man, I I saw something interesting from David Barton on this actually, and it's it's about that exact you know the founding fathers saw marriage as a big deal and what makes upright citizens right like if you go and actually look at a lot of the people who identify as transgender or homosexual or or any of that because i have a bad bad situation at home from a psychological standpoint it's because they either don't have a father figure or a mother figure it is you know even our even our own brother he you know if i can get into that for a second here um their biological dad was abusive right and i think that it left each of them with demons from him if i can get into that if that's okay again yeah um and so that that was one of them because uh i believe stories from our mother say say that he had some tendencies of homosexuality yeah so yeah it's interesting this goes on a little rabbit trail yeah sorry we yeah my my biological dad um (laughs) he exhibited all the traits that all of us all of Mm. his sons deal with in some form or fashion so one of our brothers yeah yeah it's weird i don't even it's gets into like epigenetics and like a whole you can get into that like from a scientific standpoint that sounds like your tinfoil hat going on (laughs) no but i mean like he he dealt with homosexuality drug drug abuse alcoholism um you know um uh abusive tendencies um all of these different things and it seems like all of all of my brothers and myself have uh dealt with some form of of those those things that he he did as a as a younger man, um, you know, um, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. it's a lot. So just, I don't, I don't even know where to go from there. Yeah. Just go yeah. ahead. Yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, well, I mean, but, but further on that, like it is, a, I really think that it stems from a psychological thing. Same with a lot of the issues that come out of the, um, the, the, I don't know what the right word would be for this so i'm just gonna say what i grew okay, up okay go ahead no no the, the black neighborhoods that have a lot of crime you mean, happen you mean the you mean the urban neighborhoods the urban neighbor, whatever <laughs> urban. urban those neighborhoods that have a lot of crime in them and if and and, and deep like silo, psychological studies of the men in those neighborhoods that do the crimes because they don't have a proper family structure so the founding fathers instituted and wanted to institute a lot of these 
pro marriage pro like against divorce mentalities and ideologies to generate good government and what's happened is we've had such a big upsurge and i think it's it can be blamed on the church in some ways of not striving to keep people together and keep people from getting divorces as much as possible mm. and i think that that played a big part into what we deal with nowadays that well, might be a good subject for a future episode yeah. the home the house the home and the house i was gonna say the founding fathers definitely believe governance started in the home they did yes. family was the and smallest form of government yeah exactly that's and, that's actually a term they used regularly family is the the smallest form of government and that's where it it if you have a majority of your homes be solid and moral then the government will follow after and we've gotten yeah, into sure. our homes not being solid and moral anymore and you've got you know baby daddies and and people not sticking around their families and we're i mean we're what's the this... running joke in the black community that yeah. they have no fathers exactly yeah, yeah. and you know i mean you're we're talking about this specifically i mean the reason stereotypes are there and i'm sorry people but the reason stereotypes are there is because they're true yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's not at least in the majority it's it, true. It, well i mean even so i mean you talk about like the the the, the racist jokes about like what asians eat yeah or something like that yeah well i mean they do they don't have necessarily a regulating bible or, or whatever guide in their thing that says that these animals or these meats are not considered food Huh? I said like dogs. Don't don't say that. <laughs> don't talk about dogs being eaten right now. Or like sorry. Chinese chicken. Chinese Chinese chicken. chicken. Chinese I, had a, chicken. I had a friend that had a, I had a friend that gave me a story about that. Chinese chicken. All the stray cats. They opened up a Chinese restaurant. All the stray cats just went missing. <laughs> and her friend was the owner of that place. And she's like, Have you had? Have you ever had Chinese chicken? She's like, Yeah, I've had chicken before. She's like, no, 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 no. Chinese, Chinese chicken. chicken. So she didn't say it out loud or out outright, but. She knew what she was getting at. Yeah, Ch yeah. Chinese chicken says, meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean. I mean, okay, right so there. we just laughed at that joke. Sorry. Right? We just laughed at that sorry, joke. Not sorry, not sorry. I mean, yeah, right? Sorry, there. not sorry. But, I mean, Asians do eat whatever. They don't have a regulating there. There's no reason for them to go into anything yeah. beyond that. If an animal is an animal. But you look at some Asian countries that are so poor. You have things like North Korea and stuff like that. They're, they believe that they are the world superpower, but they, they have no idea what the outside world looks like. So here, I mean, they, they have, they, 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 they're so poor. They'll eat whatever they can and whatever they get on. People are surviving off of dog meat, bugs, dirt, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Tubers. Well, don't you know that's where the world's going is uh, we all live in pods and eat bugs. You haven't heard that? As long as the that's, bugs are crickets, grasshoppers, or locusts, or anything of that kind. <laughs> that's what the World There's Economic little, Forum wants for all of us. No, I know. Eat, live in pods and eat bugs. Forum. You're going to start talking about the Georgia Guidestones pretty soon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, my, my brain went to the assassin bugs that we had out at our camping oh, trip this weekend. Oh, this weekend. They technically was... are kosher if you look at the legs. Just saying. Uh, well, okay, come on. I no. Never, I, would I would never, never touch, touch one. Jointed but... above the foot. Okay. They were. They okay. were jointed above the foot. They had the right knee bend and everything. They were technically kosher. They didn't we must have looked at different bugs. Yeah, I'm not eating the assassin. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not eating them either, but they were creepy, man. <laughs> they were creepy. Oh, man. They creepy. They look like the bugs from Starship Troopers. <laughs> Kind of, <laughs> like, kind of. They really in my did. mind, no. they did. They really did, though. I think it's alien bugs from Klutatu. That thing's gonna take over. But with the, uh, yeah, just with the transgender movement, it's it's been, you know, I, I I've said this before on the podcast, and I still think it's 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 probably one of the core things, one of the core statements when it comes to why our society is where it is. So Matt Knowles from the Daily Wire love that guy he's, he's a good guy um he has the quote he's if catholic you don't, he's catholic <laughs> but um, he had the private. quote if you don't know the great i am then you will always ask the question who am i and yeah. i think that's the the core one of the core tenets of the just pride movement and and uh transgenderism and all of that is they're trying to find out who they are and right okay they mm -hmm. don't have a core or Maybe, uh, you know, honestly, a lot of people have been hurt by the church. Yeah. And if you look at so many of these people, you ask them, they do have a religious background, but they had a very toxic religious background where they, you know, they had maybe an abusive father who professed to be a Christian, like my own father, mm -hmm. like my own biological dad, my 
my real dad, the way I, I distinguish the two, my real dad was great. Um, my father does the same thing. He, uh, if I may, um, his biological father uh, was never in the picture or anything like that. And so he left like when my dad was two and that was never in the picture. My dad didn't actually like meet him, meet him consciously until he was 18 when they were having me. He wanted to know who his father was. And but um, the man that raised him was an abusive Vietnam veteran named Joe. And I won't give his real name, but that is the man, despite all of his failings, that is the man that we attribute as our grandfather. You know, and he was tough mm. as nails and he was mean and he was, but he was moral. He had a moral honor system to him and he knew who God was. He, he grew up Methodist, but he knew, he he knew, knew who, who God, God was. was and he knew who he was. Mm. He just, he had the demons from Nam, man. But he was the guy who taught my dad to be honorable, taught my dad to be honorable with women and things like that. Now, yeah. Joe was out of the picture eventually and, um, by the time my dad was actually becoming a man and, and becoming a father and a husband, uh, he really leaned on my mother's father, my mm -hmm. grandfather. And he is our, he's kind of, he was kind of our core linchpin of the family. Yeah. Very staunch. He was the patriarch of the family and or is still, um, but good, good men. And see, no, here's an opportunity. My father had to go through a life where his mother dated one guy from the bar again and again and again until she stayed long enough with one guy and that one guy instilled a lot into not only my father but his half brother and stuff like that and so they wouldn't be the men they were today if it wasn't for even that yeah for and, sure. uh, it, it's just that kind of example but we talk about not having fathers to show a masculine type or not having a good mother that that portrayed a biblical womanhood and something like that I mean, this it's it. We we speak. We're speaking mostly from a maybe like a gay or a homosexual standpoint for men or something like that. But this is something that would ravage women as well. Yeah. Women, women as well. Yeah. And so we're not we're not leaving you ladies out there. Mm -hmm. You know, we love the ladies, specifically the three that we married. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, we can get into a whole nother. This is this is going to be a great a great different topic for another podcast, but the whole idea of what makes a dad a dad or a mother a mother i think i think that's something really we could good. really get into because i've got that would be something i really really put enjoy. that in the discord put it in discord oh yeah well, we'll, we'll oh did Hashtag. you say discord hold discord. on wait a don't minute don't let the viewers know that i might so have sorry. a discord in the future yeah oh no, we got a i've i had a thing it actually stemmed from from uh aj's biological dad of what because there is the uh, Ephesians chapter 5, whole Ephesians chapter 5, on uh, what constitutes or what what kind of not the, the rules and regulations are almost, or what shows a true like husband and a true wife and oh, what they should go. interact yeah, Ephesians, as. Okay, now, yeah, Ephesians 5, you're right. Ephesians chapter 5, and uh, that I, I, I'm not going to get into it now because I want to save it for another episode, but I, I definitely think we should do an episode on households soon the oh yeah family. for sure the family. but i i really do think that's where this this whole confusion and, and into you know crime pot like a, a lot of things stems from your household you know i really think it does and does stem from that like yes the idea of it takes a village to raise a child is true but even then it, it it goes further than that into it takes a household to raise children up properly right i mean it takes a village to raise a child i agree it doesn't take an entire country and its no. policies you no know it I doesn't mean? well and not a village of people that don't believe the same as you no that whole idea of it takes a village is because you guys all agree a village was a small group of people that decided to live close to each exactly. other based on the you know the same moral right. framework the same mm -hmm. I ideology when it comes to just family and life and you know you wouldn't you'd see your neighbor spanking your their kid and you wouldn't call the cops on them you'd say hey kid probably deserved it yeah, <laughs> yeah. anytime my kid does it you go ahead and spank my kid i mean too. <laughs> right. we live in that right now i mean with our church and our congregation we are a family we I proclaim think, that regularly i think better for our particular beliefs and our particular way of life and how we believe in these mm -hmm. things and even just to go back to kind of a biblical phrase of it mm -hmm. you know those people who are in your camp you exactly know, they're, they're, yeah. you're encamped with the armies of people who you know and who you know who they serve and you know that they have a like-mindedness and a moral upright standing 
you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. it makes sense. That's the other thing. And we'll, we'll get into that, how, you know, these, these, these alternative lifestyles and transgenderism, they don't actually make sense biologically, yeah. even from an atheistic standpoint. If you're, if you're a man of science, you know, you can't accept that homosexuality progresses the species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like talk about that for a minute. Let's. let's I mean, let's get, let's that. get I mean, on that. I, so let's go ahead and start there. I can steal uh, your tinfoil that. hat for a minute, AJ. Oh yeah, uh, go ahead, John. I mean, straight John. into. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, like, straight into if you if you fall on the lines of population control, which I personally do. It is a ploy of population control. Wait, wait. Right. You agree with population agree control? With, is that what you say? I agree that there is population control happening. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, you agree that there is some type of conspiratorial Yes, I agree that the control. conspiracy of populi- population Georgia control... Is it the reptilians? Control. No, not okay. the reptilians. Right. <laughs> it's the Give me that tinfoil hat back. Okay, fine, here. It can't be the lizard people. They they, they lay thousands of eggs exactly. that are already See, they're fertilized. Fine. <laughs> they're fine. They're just Godzilla in a smaller form. That's all that is. <laughs> With so, a little bit more brains. The exactly. Alien they're people. from like Omega-6, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planet or... <laughs> so that that idea, I, I really think, rings true. And in some aspects, it's trying to get rid of some of the population that some people may deem not human or not maybe not necessary. Interesting. Kind of similar to that of some Nazis who promoted some of the same stuff and did the same stuff as maybe like... Uh, I don't know, uh, Planned Parenthood. Ooh, yeah, oh. I mean, I was gonna say that because <laughs> if you look at if you look at any chart talk that looks at population, we're at a a rate of of replenishing the people. We're at like less than two we're children. Declining. We're at I think yeah, we're, we're at one point six now. children. I think in in America, you don't quote me on that. It, it was between one point six and two point one. Okay, but the the when rate I was growing the up, rate to 2. replenish 3. is two point two. Yeah. And so, yeah, like depending on the community, I mean, Christians are probably the least, or we're we're right there with the mainstream at like two point mm-hmm. or one point six to two point one, but the Muslim community, the Muslim community is at like three, yeah, like they are exploding. And so at this rate, they're getting you know Islam and Muslims. I mean, are gonna, if we were just playing the numbers game, we're losing, dude. Yeah, yes, for sure. And just again, like you were saying, another failure of the Christian church is we have. Like Israel always did, we're doing the exact same thing that Israel has done, where instead of, as a whole, instead of influencing those around us, we are being influenced by those around us. And just, I mean, just honestly, take an honest look. If If you're in the mainstream church, take an honest look at the mainstream church and tell me it does not look just... It doesn't... Tell me it does not look like the world with a cross in front of it. Oh, Wow. That's a good way of I, saying that's a really good picture. I really think I mean, that you're right on there. Just, I mean, yeah. There was a, it. to branch off of it quickly, my wife has always said, we already live in that fully dystopian uh, lifestyle. Oh, it's yeah. just been painted up really nice. You're not wrong there. I mean, we ha- we are. We're in that lifestyle. I mean, you go read most books, and we may not be breaking out into wars in the middle of the street, but we are riding pretty bad. Yeah, we're not down to three. We're not down to thirteen districts or yeah, but, divergence and convergence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that's that's that may not be what your dystopian looks like. At this point, you're so reliant on the government that you can't get away from them. That's fair. Or I mean, we are in that state of complacency. We're not standing up and doing what we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. I'm going through a, a course right now, and I've I've shared it with AJ and Bear here, but I'm sharing it with you guys too uh, out there in Radio Land. Of there's uh, it's by. Uh, again, David Barton, who I really appreciate, and a guy named Rick Green, and uh, a couple other people join him here and there, but a lot of them are like congressmen and stuff like that, and they host a show. Not a show, but it's a it's a 10-week program called program. Uh, Biblical uh, Citizenship. Biblical Citizenship. Yes, and uh, we can link it if we want to, but if not, just go look it up. I mean, it's we've just... already linked the crap out of David Barton. I know. So go, go ahead. <laughs> but it's uh, Biblical Citizenship, and it's uh, it's hosted by Rick Green. And um, it's it's a phenomenal thing on learning to stand up for your rights and what you believe in, and uh, and doing it biblically and how the Bible says to do it. Right. So I definitely go check that out if you do want to learn how to biblically stand up for what you believe in and not be, you know, just lackadaisical in what you're doing. Link in the description below. Yep. 
Yeah, and so I don't know if this is going to go too far off topic, but just looking at the name of our Oh, that's a episode, tangent. I don't want to. No, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> name of our episode, <laughs> Sex, Drugs, and Hormone Blockers. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, we, we rely on the pharmacia of Babylon every mm, single day. And if you don't know what that means, um, in Revelation, it talks about uh, Mystery Babylon and the whole world being drunk. Oh, there she is again. <laughs> yeah. The whole world being drunk on her, um, what's the word? Her, uh, her, 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 her being being drunk on her uh, adulteries, I think. But it also uses the phrase pharma, uh, sorceries, sorceries. There it was, and yeah. that that sorceries, sorceries, that witchcraft is um, the the Greek word is pharmakia, mm-hmm. and that's where we get the idea of pharmaceuticals, pharmacy, all that kind of stuff. And you look at nowadays, and I mean, not really in the same ballpark, but just this. I there, I watched a documentary called The Magic Pill. And how just talking about how the pharmaceutical industry in, in America and our health have been connected for a long time, and we um, we use something like a magic pill to fix our problems rather than you know, for instance, diabetes, something like that. We use a pill to fix it. I just saw there was a new one that for diabetes that like brings 38 percent of it's something like it brings down weight in like a lot of people. Really. Anyways. So instead of addressing the issue with diabetes, they say, here, here's a pill to control it. And, yeah. you know, same too with hormone blockers. They're trying to do this to kids and they're saying the problem isn't in your head. The problem isn't something physical or something that can be changed by intervention of some sort, whether it be religious intervention or, um, hey, you're not, you're not Just too like skinny. You're 50, you're, you're, you're 60 pounds, you know. Or whatever you're, you're 89 pounds and you're, uh, and you're uh, as thin as a bone. You need to eat instead of them thinking that they're fat and they need to keep losing weight. Right. We address that by saying no. You don't need a pill. You need to eat. Your body image is incorrect. So too with this. Instead of addressing the the the, the problem that is mental, and I will say it's a mental problem. It is something in the people's yeah, head. I mean- that is giving them this idea that they are something they're not. And instead of addressing that problem psychologically, which if you look at the statistics, 98% of people grow out of this idea, like some sort of gender dysphoria throughout their life. Right. 98% of people, they go back, they go back to, you know, the way God created us, which is heterosexual, um, relationships. And, um, Instead of that, they say, "Here, let's start giving them puberty blockers," which, interestingly, has been what we use for pedophiles to chemically castrate them for a long time. Yeah, yep. and now we're going to start giving it to kids. Um, the society, Babylon, is going to start giving it to kids mm. and saying that this is what's going to fix the problem. There you go. Yeah. Instead of the heart issue, which is something's going on upstairs that you don't fully understand and needs to be worked out. Yep. And instead, they're just trying to embrace the lifestyle. They allow the lifestyle to go. Nobody wants to be offended or anything yeah. like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, not to get too personal, but I like the feeling of soft clothes against my body. <laughs> but I'm not going to go and get myself silk uh, panties. Yeah. And like, you know, because some people start there. You know, they start wearing something that mom has. And then they're like, oh, that feels good. Well, I mean, who else is a little boy, like a little, little boy? tried on mom's flats because they were in her closet and they wanted to see what that felt like. Are you sure yeah. there's not transgenderism going, going through? <laughs> Am I the only one? No. No. You're not the only no, one. I, mean, I okay, wore my yeah. mom's heels. Exactly. When heels I was a little kid. You guys like, are talking about shoes. I put on my sister's bra. Sorry, Nina. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had done that as a young kid. Like, it, you just like, you see it and you're just like, oh, they wear this. It's like, what? This is different. What, what and then it's like, <laughs> maybe a little bit too much. Sorry. But it's the same type of thing as wearing the shoes. It's just like this clothing thing. It's not something that I wear. I'm not a girl, but you, know, you put it on. So, it's like, oh, this is funny. Like, yeah, it's, it's either like all funny of a sudden, or I mean, like as a child, you're actually legitimately curious. You're like, why does mommy's shoes have a big spike on the back of them? And daddy's shoes are just big and heavy. You know, what is the difference here? And you start to realize, oh, that's why mommy wears these shoes. Or, oh, I can see how this is silly and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like you said, the lo- the smallest form of governments is in the house. And then you just say, OK, that is not correct. You need to be wearing something that makes you appear the gender that you are yeah 
because that one from a christian standpoint that is a biblical commandment yes i mean even the, like the point if, if, if those of you out there who have read your bible you may have read paul's uh specific um uh, part where he's talking about no man should pray with his head covered and a woman's long hair mm -hmm. is her glory you can see those kinds of thing in there now don't talk to michael heiser about it but <laughs> i got aj over here giggling because he knows what i'm talking about um but uh it's 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 really kind of this point of a woman should look like a woman and a man should look like a man it is dishonorable in the culture to mm -hmm. be caught and be considered looking like the other sex because there were roles for these these places to play well, uh, can... for these for these sorry these no. genders to play go ahead go ahead no you no. little john you're no you're button in buddy go ahead i'm sorry i'm not trying to interrupt but I you've got had, something i just had history historical stuff come into my oh head. Well, please well okay so like in in uh sparta in in that sparta sparta um there was a big thing in that time period because men were in war bunks for bar like barracks for half their life because they were a nation built off of war. They were a nation of an army. That uh, when they when they were taken out of war and went home, they could not physically be aroused by their wives because they were used to having sex with men. Mm. So what women had to do would be dress like men cut their hair shave that they had to shave their heads everyone was bald they had to shave their heads like men in order to actually reproduce that's why mm. sparta wound up dying out so early on in their lifetime while they did great in war but died out eventually very quickly as a society because, as a society because there was problems and uh, we've problems. mentioned before one of the principalities that governs nations is, is military power military power but I mean, and then the other thing that I was thinking about uh, during the whole hormone blockers talk that we were talking on was uh, something I actually heard today. So one thing is I, uh, I heard this is from a school teacher. I can't remember her name, but uh, she was given a tag at her school. That was a, a gay uh, a gay pride flag. Dude, I saw that too. Uh, yeah, it was uh, actually by some guys that work with uh, closely with Glenn Beck. It was Chad Prather on oh, his okay. show. And I really like Chad Prather. He's a really great guy from Texas. But he, if you uh, live in Texas, vote for Chad Prather 2022 <laughs> for governor. Yep. We're going to secede. So uh, he uh, he was interviewing her, and she showed the tag that she was given. And, and it uh, it was a gay a gay, uh, gay pride flag. And it said, I don't remember what it said. Do you remember what it said? I don't want to pull the video up unless we absolutely have No, I, I, it was just talking about, like, I basically saying that you're a safe person. Yeah, that's to, basically all it is. You're, you're a safe person to talk to about your sexuality. Oh, this and badge? So, yeah, it's a badge yeah, that a would badge. have. Okay. It was a rainbow badge that basically let kids who were LGBTQ. Or just questioning. Whatever, or thought they were. Or thought they were yeah. questioning. They would go talk to them. And this person, the, the idea seemed to be that they would be willing to tell them, yeah, go ahead. You know, and that's mm -hmm. instead of like affirming helping them to affirm the gender they think they are or if they're curious helping them get the resources they need yeah but it's almost like this you wear wear, wear this badge wear this badge you bigot like that's <laughs> yeah, literally that's what it that's said literally what right it's like wear this badge but uh but they were using that as also a means to approve kids of getting hormone blockers easier without having to go through their parents right so it was this method that if they went and talked to this person Turning teachers into their own safe spaces. Exactly. Turning teachers who, you know, who agreed with it, which is not the proper way to decide on something. You have to hear both sides of the aisle, both arguments, and then you can make your proper conclusion. But they were only giving and they were only letting children talk to the people who were willing to say, I'm here. And that's what it said on it. It said, I'm here mm, and yeah. had the the, the gay mm. uh, pride flag on it. I'm and here. It had like a QR code in the back and everything that sent you to the website and all this other stuff. And it was this means that they could push for more of the getting kids hormone blockers without their parents knowing. Well, and then you this all this is all happening in really liberal states. But if if things yeah. aren't done, if things aren't done about it, yeah, then it's going to it's going to infect everywhere. If you don't kill the cancer before it starts, metaphorically Ooh. kill the cancer, then you know, it's going to spread everywhere. And I'm not advocating for violence. That kind of killing, just the uh, mentality, an honor killing. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. This is kind of spurred something on in my mind. So I don't know where you guys stand on this, but with me, that whole, like you were talking about earlier, live and let live. I 
agree with that to a degree. Yeah. Like I know it's not my job to go out and evangelize every single person. Right. When I when I'm asked a question, I think it's Timothy says like be ready be ready to explain why you believe what you oh, believe that was basically. Peter. Mm. Peter. That was Peter. Basically believe be ready to have, uh, an have explanation a defense for have, your faith. Exactly. So if if there were someone that that like, I come across there's a trans, trans there's a guy that dresses like a girl at a at a at a store that I go to um, at a truck stop that I stop at um, for work that I have to go into and this person is in there and I'm it's not my job to evangelize to them it's not my job to say like hey what you're doing is wrong just like out of the blue but you know there's been yeah. times that this person will talk to me because we're there do yeah. it you know I have to do something for work and um, things come up about my faith like my my earring and or my zzit and stuff like that like the so there's things on me that like prompt a question and i'm like yeah i have i have an answer i'm clearly a christian and if you want my if you want my view on something i'd be more than willing to talk about it but I, it's not my job to go and be uh you know the westboro baptist church and mm-hmm. say all the gays are gonna die need to die or whatever and that's why the more tornado happened here because yeah. of homosexuality being rampant or whatever you guys hear oh, about now that you just told us told everybody where we live oh that's okay that's great thanks we, we live in a, but no it is true westboro baptist church they came through and they oh, believe that uh some of the larger tornadoes I mean, it was, you already got it out there we live in tornado alley yeah we do and uh we live in a place where tornadoes come through all the time we are named tornado alley we got hit by a large tornado about nine Ooh. years ago yeah and uh, the Westboro Baptist Church showed up and told us that the reason is because there's a lot of gays. There's a lot of fags, is what they said. And God hates figs. He cursed the tree. Remember that. See. He hates figs <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would not be surprised if that is an actual doctor that they carry. I wouldn't be either. But <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. But who is that actually, like, helping? Nope, if you, it's not. Exactly. It's so not that's what I'm saying. love. With lev- live and let live, that's where I'm, yeah. I'm going with this. It's like... You know, you're not in the covenant, so the nations can do what the nations desire to do, yeah. right? But our job is to spread that light. So when my light is asked to be shown, I am not going to, you know, leave it under a bushel. Yeah. I'm going to shine it, and I'm. If they disagree with it, hey, you can stay in your nation. You don't have to become part of the covenant. You don't have to follow Yahweh, the God of the whole world. But eventually, you will come under subjection. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And that'll be on you. And but that's that's the furthest so with that whole idea, I just you you can you guys can do what you want to do. It's wrong. Just don't make kids that are very impressionable and tell them that they need to also be, you know, exploring these things as well. Yeah. That's wrong. Now to talk to one particular part of this, and I don't know why it actually reminded me of this, maybe Maybe I'm going to just put it in my mind. And this is a message for anybody who out there is a father. Um, the smallest form of government governance is your household. Mm. But here's what you need to understand is that you have authority. You have authority over your household as a father and as a husband. And you need to take that authority. You have spiritual authority. You have physical authority. You have these things to say and do stuff. And what I, what we see now is that there's just a population of men who are, for lack of a better word, weak. Soy boys. Soy boys, right? I mean, you got these beta males going around, slapping Chris Rock for his wife, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Sorry, come at me. Come at me, Hancock. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I actually like that movie. It's not a terrible movie. It's not a terrible movie, but come on, you know. Welcome to Earth, dude. I mean, seriously. Stop being the alien. You're on Earth. You're on Earth. You're completely right there in that. And and we can get into a whole nother topic on like feminism because that's what I believe started that movement of weak men. <laughs> we, we, well, I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm an entire generation raised by women. Exactly. So I really, that's that's how I feel about it. Now, shoot me if you want to. I don't care. But I feel like it's, it's part of that feminist, like anti-men movement that has gone and made it worse in being, you know, a weak man. Now think about this from a biblical standpoint. I'm sorry, another tangent. Go ahead, go ahead. You thought about this. Israel was an unstoppable nation. Israel itself was an unstoppable nation until they sent in women to take out the men. Mm, Yep. They had God behind them. They sent in women so that they would sin and so that God wouldn't be behind them at that point. 
your authority in your household is is just much just as much a battleground there yep. you hold on to it you take authority of it but you you realize that your child is spending nine to ten hours a day with these people in your public schools in your government ran schools and i'm and, and, and i'm not touching the tinfoil hat with this i believe i believe wholeheartedly that this is the thing that they're pushing if people are being badged to show that they are a safe space for children who have no idea what their dingling is for that is ridiculous yep and i would say that if you're a man and you're listening to this and if you're a christian get the influence out of their lives by any means necessary yep. find a private christian school get the kids in home i don't care if you got to put your wife back in the kitchen try to get her to understand no i definitely agree lovingly lovingly, yes, lovingly of course <laughs> i mean I, I say that but all of us are married to women who are 100 percent happy to yes. not wear shoes to be a full of a baby and to be cooking <laughs> i'm just saying Get pregnant barefoot in the kitchen that's every what i love single yep. one of our wives would be that way and however my check does not support that <laughs> because gas is too dang high i don't even want to talk about gas prices right now <laughs> and so dude we left okay dude, i kid you I not know. we're, we're in probably one it. of the safe i'm sorry small tangent we're i don't care the safest economically safest states in the entire united states we left for one weekend and gas jacked up 30 40 cents in one weekend you know why because we left <laughs> it's because we left <laughs> it's because we were, we were the linchpin Holding this place together. <laughs> President Brandon knew we were gone for a second. <laughs> it's like we can jack it up. Yeah, no, you're now not going to come back and gripe about it. It'll go back down. So anyway. yeah, okay, uh, sorry. Uh, so a little thing on this whole subject with transgenderism, we get it back into the homosexual. So you talked about feminism, and that is a big play of it. Yeah, big part of it. But I also think the gay rights movement has also been a huge. I mean, obviously, it's a big part of this as yes. well. But you you get back to that with Stone Stonewall the the the. Which was horrible. I mean, the cops shouldn't have killed all those people. If you don't know about it, go look mm -hmm. it up. It's the the in New York, Manhattan. There was a Stonewall Hotel. I think is like uh, a whole bunch of gay people were killed when they were, you know, they were doing their, you know, First Amendment rights to protest or whatever to right. for uh, yeah, to advocate right, for what they believed in. And okay, whatever you can do what you want, but you know, cops killed a few people, and it it, it helped spurred it helped spur on the the movement as a whole. And you look now, thirty or so years later, mm. and you're seeing this. You know, twenty fifteen is when uh, gay marriage uh, oxymoron. You can't really get married if you're gay, but um, gay marriage was uh, legal, Legalized. became legal nation nationwide. And you know, they say like, we just want to get married. That's all we want. But that started this this this. That was the top of the hill. And now the snowball is rolling down the hill, mm. and we're like that snowball is huge yeah. and it started with yeah. that. And it's like, yeah, we just wanted to get married, but it's a slippery slope and the whole slippery slope fallacy. You can say what you want about it, but it is a big one. I mean, this is not just a fallacy. This is, it is a slippery slope. And as soon as you gave way to that, I mean, there could have been other legislation. If we're going to be a pagan nation that allows that kind of th thing to be mm -hmm. part of our uh, government, then, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be, you know, so be it. But there's another way to legislate it, not calling it marriage, which is a biblical term for a covenant between a man and a woman only. Amen. Well, one thing I, I wanted to just speak on, uh, you, you use the term uh, slippery slope fallacy. Uh, slipper, uh, I'm a debate major, basically. Yeah. Slippery slope is only a fallacy if it's used in the context of it gets from point A to point B that are not connected whatsoever. Right, right, right. You're talking more on the sense of 2015 is what started the downhill slide to where we are now. And that's a proper connection. So it's not technically a fallacy there. Just wanted to make that. Yeah, point. that's just, that's just really fair because it's it's like saying that you're a Republican. And so now you want to you want to kill. Exactly. You're, you're a Nazi because you're a Republican. It's like, yeah. no, that's a slippery slope fallacy. Like saying that we can fallacy. have that's gun a, rights, man. That, that's a, uh, no. you would know it's not a straw man sorry no that's not a straw man. i need to sit right. down and go through those books again it's been a little while oh, but yeah. it's not a straw man i know basic debate so i know some about these but yeah I did, it's I did it's two courses on it it's fun stuff <laughs> yeah debate is fun and knowing these different fallacies logical fallacies mm -hmm. and all this stuff is really nice to be able to actually have a conversation and debate someone about a subject but um mm -hmm. but yeah i mean this literally is a slippery slope and um you know we're get, it's 
gosh, they're, they're pretty soon they're going to add a P to that to that alphabet soup, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not about it. Yeah, no, I'm not about that. No, so now I remember a long time ago, and maybe you guys might remember this too, but one of the uh, darling children of this entire movement, and who I thought used to be very, very funny. Part of my background is I, I love comedy. Mm-hmm. I love comedians, stand-up comedians, but Mr. Generous, right? Yeah. I remember one of her uh, post-coming out stand-ups. She was talking about all we want to do is get married, and but everyone thinks that the next, the very next thing that we're going to ask for is that we're going to want to marry a goat or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, twenty twenty-two, and there are people pushing for this legisl- legislation. Yes, they are. I'm telling you right now, there are people out there who believe that bestiality should be added to your alphabet soup. That pedophile should be out uh, legislated in as a recognized mm-hmm. sexual identity. In some in some states, it already is. In some states, it already is. Specifically, California recognizes it both bestiality and pedof- uh, pedophilia. Yeah, they the pedophilia no longer... one. They they actually passed a law where it said there's a ten year gap. Yep. that you could be as as old, as young as 14, I think is what it is, is the youngest time. But you can be 14 and have, uh, well, this is specifically gay sex. But you can have gay sex with a minor if you're 24, 10-year gap. So as young as 14 without being a, uh, a felony. It would just be a misdemeanor. Yep. Yeah. That's where the slippery slippery slope takes we, us. We, we, can't, we can't ignore that that is where we went, Ellen. <laughs> That is where we're going, Ellen. You, you can see that now. Uh, it's just... It, you just look at her, her her set for a TV show. That used to be. I don't think it is anymore. I mean, Epstein Island is in the background. So dude, just, yeah. say, just it saying. It's like a nice yeah, tropical... There's anyway, a lot of stuff there's about the, it. There's the blue and white stripes and the palm trees and everything. It just, it's exactly <laughs> like Epstein Island. It's gross. Guys, just just open your eyes a little bit. This, I used to be work. I used to not be able to fit a tinfoil hat on my head, but uh, too many things are screaming. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Too many things are screaming. Yeah. You see your society going downhill. You can see that the, the slippery slope is happening. You see that we're pushing this transgenderism primarily on the children Mm -hmm. go ahead and Mm -hmm. i mean even if you have no dog in this fight at all yep look at some of social media look at some of the things that they're pushing out there and it's for the children it's all over social media and if you can attack the innocent the most that's the next generation think about what that does to their kids if there are any or our kids even just just our kids in that in this situation here what are our kids going to have to go up through? I mean, I'm not even a dad yet, and I'm worried about it. Well, I'm I'm dealing with that with my girls. I like I've had to touch on these subjects with them. I've had to mm-hmm. I've had to be open and candid about these types of things because I don't want to be in that 80 percentile where my kids go to college, which I don't want them to go to college. But if they choose to, I don't want to be in that 80 percent of Christian kids who go to university and they become atheists when they leave. Because that's a real thing. Mm, it and is. It's an you're, absolute real statistic. You're seeing it now with, you know, we talked, I said it one episode before, but um, 20, I think it's the the, the percentage is, is quite large, but it's 20 to 30%. It's not exact, but 20 to 30% of, t- of uh, Gen Z, yeah, I believe Gen Z, say that they are some form of lgbtq affiliated that they belong somewhere in so, that alphabet but it's like Soup. it's connected to the idea of like dude in high school or in 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 public school and stuff we had like the goths or we had the emo kids where it's like it's not bad to clicks. be that we call them clicks, clicks yep. but you get those one the the, the weird quote-unquote weird kids i don't think they're weird but that's kind of like <laughs> the way you think about it the kids who don't really have a place to fit in they find a community of of like-minded you know weird or different kids and then they start doing this, like, that's where emo and all this kind of stuff came from, where right. there was, like, a whole group that grew out of it, and a lot of those kids don't stay emo their whole life. Mm-hmm. Emo, you know what I mean? They grow out. They, they grow the out of it. Phase. They it's they Yeah, they, they, they find a group, and that's what we all are, are, are trying to do as humans. Like, that's what we, we find a group that we connect with. Mm. And when they didn't have one, like, a group formed. And I think that's exactly what happened here, except it didn't happen organically. It happened manufactured. They manufactured yeah. this yeah. to where they're pushing it into kids' minds. So things that kids would have, like 20 years ago when we were kids, thir- uh, almost 30 years ago for some of us, uh, you know, you get a girl that was a tomboy who chose to play with trucks and stuff rather than Barbies. And she was just 
a tomboy. Yeah. Like that's what she was. She wasn't. She wasn't not a girl. She was just more of a a, 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 a less feminine girl who not liked even, the boy stuff. Not even twenty years ago. That was whenever I was a kid. So like, yeah. less than ten years ago. This stuff has has surged within the past ten years. Yeah, you see, you see that with there's professors out there that say I, I watched this talk about it. A lady talking about it where she said, if a boy is playing with dolls, then then that's an I that's an idea that he he is more feminine and he may actually be a girl. So you need to start having conversations with him. It's like no, if you're putting that crap in their heads, they're going they're going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Train a child in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from. Oh, yeah. it. But guess what? It'll work the on the converse as well. If you train a child to to be a homosexual, if you have a, a child in a homosexual household, maybe adopted or whatever, mm-hmm. and they see they have a they see their homosexual parents, there's a good chance that they will become homosexual because yep. they that's the life they've seen and they believe that's that's an okay lifestyle. So they, they're more open to that. And just now, imagine nowadays where you have people actually teaching their kids like from a young age that these are things these are actual things that people deal with so uh just to kind of put it on the end of it and i want to kind of wrap mm-hmm. up with what you just said there yeah aj you know they're 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 grown up in a household that they see this they grow up in a household where this influence is fine even in a household that is extremely tolerant or even celebratory of these kinds of things mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily follow the identity um, that's what the children will do. Now we discussed a little bit of this over our, our feast weekend, but yeah. these are children who are forming their parents' religion. They are they are following their parents' ideals and their kind of thing. These are people who are not being able to get out, get with Yahweh, be able to find out their one true identity with themselves and understand his scriptures. They're not allowed to go out there and do that. They just kind of fall into a point. And and honestly, and if I can be frank, and mm-hmm, I'm just him, that is a laziness on the parents. It is. That is an absolute laziness. You are not taking care of your children. And if we were in any other kind of society other than one that was so tolerant like ours, with so much libertas, so much freedom and licentiousness, or whatever that word is, I can't even pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Licentiousness. Licentiousness. If we're in that kind of society, these are things that we're going to be raising. And I'm going to say that if we are in that kind of society and you are being that lazy of a parent, but you still claim the name of Yahweh, you still claim your Redeemer and Yeshua or Jesus, for those of you Protestants out there, you are doing the wrong thing and you are sinful. Taking his name in vain. And you are taking his name in vain. Vanity in the Bible is not something of pride in how you look. Vanity is worthlessness. Yep. And that is very very scary to me now not to bring it down on a on a, on a low you know low note, low note. <laughs> yeah but go ahead and give it a think guys if you guys have any comments or anything like that please leave them in the description of wherever you're watching this if you're watching this on our anchor or our spotify or our uh what are we uh, YouTube Apple? and Rumble and YouTube Apple Podcasts and, Podcasts and everything? Give us a shout let us know what you think we know that this is a tight and, and a, a very uh and, and and even if you're listening to this years in the future Drop us a comment. Let yeah, us know what you definitely. think about this. We are open. We are humble enough to have these debates and have these conversations. Mm-hmm. But we want you to know that if you are coming to us as a person and a believer in Christ, we expect and hold you mm. to a bigger standard. Oh, yeah. And, well, if I could say one more thing. Yeah. If you guys and if there's ever a time that you have something that is on your mind that you want us to talk about, drop it in the comments, drop it in a review or something on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and we'll we'll consider it we're com, you know compiling a list of different types of subjects we'll consider we're it more to, if they give us five stars yeah <laughs> exactly. and eventually we want to get to doing some live stuff so we'll eventually do some q a's whatever whatever we Take can super manage chats or anything yeah. at the end or whatever whatever uh whatever you guys want to do um I just want to say real fast, I really appreciated this conversation this great conversation yeah it was good <laughs> if was you good. guys enjoyed this, share it. Blow us up. Send us everywhere that you think of. Everyone that you think would get something good out of this. Send it to them. Um, Anybody. Share it with your parents, your friends, your dog, anybody. Just send it everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe even your cat. Maybe your cat. So just anywhere that you want to send it. As long as the Chinese don't eat them. Yep. But we appreciate (laughs) you guys. And uh, 
Thanks mm. for joining us on this road to recovery. Ladies and gents, this is Little John's wife to thank you for joining us today on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please consider liking and subscri- subscribing to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on all our social medias and even the host's personal accounts in the description below. Also, if you truly liked it, we have a PayPal, Patreon, Venmo, and Cash App. This is an exciting venture for us, and we look forward to growing with the community and with support from you.